You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. everyone welcome to another episode of earth station one that's right folks we're here for the big one episode 700 can you believe it 700 episodes of earth station one and we thought what better way to do it than to celebrate with you guys live instead of doing a regular recording and just putting it out to the world so this is going to be an interesting one to do and it's going to be a ton of fun because we're going to look at geeking out and how people are geeking out now in 2023 should be very interesting to do and of course i want to of course introduce the man who's been with me almost the whole way almost all 700 episodes welcome mr mike gordon howdy 700 my friend we are you know we're an elite company 700 club right like right along oh, there yeah. with jim baker and pat robertson and like all those great guys like we're just right there in the 700 club right we're so much less holy than they are, though. But, you know. <laughs> so much so. Like, yeah, I don't know how many people actually get that reference, but uh, I don't even know if it's still a thing anymore. But um, Who knows if it is. Yeah. No, 700 is absolutely an uh, unbelievable number for me to contemplate, actually. It just feels so huge. No, I definitely think it's it's interesting, too, because there's so much cool stuff that we've done over the years, and... We're having so much fun doing it. And each week, now we're coming to you twice a week out of, you know, everything and all the topics, all the people we're meeting. And it's just, it's always great because no two episodes are the same. And it's a testament to both, both of us and to you for a putting up with me this whole time. So it's pretty darn awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, who knew, like, you know, what was it? 12, 13 years ago uh that uh 13 years ago, dude. that yeah and this is almost like yeah pretty much the anniversary of when you started it too like because that's right around like this time of year right oh yeah we started april 7th of 2010 so it's interesting to see that you know who's you know what the show's become how many you know we've gone through co-hosts at first we were going through co-hosts as much as spinal tap was going through drummers <laughs> and you know, they were, it was like basically a, a, a host a, a minute or an episode in some cases. And, you know, when I met you, you know, we just stuck and there was chemistry. There was kismet in some ways, or, you know, I locked the door so you couldn't get out. That, so was, it. that was really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's pretty darn awesome. And decided, okay, I don't think uh, it just keeps getting worse. So I'm going to just stop it right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, all right, I think that's enough. I think we're done with it. <laughs> no, it's pretty cool, though. And it's been, a, you know, it's been a blast. And, you know, the show's evolved over the years. And it's been pretty cool, you know. Um, later on, we'll thank, you know, past co-hosts and people who, some people who have been regulars on the show and who've been giving us segments each week. And it's just been, it's been great and everything. And part of the thing about doing ESO is we created a network out of this. We've done other shows. And one of the shows that we've, 
you know, created out of this was the Dragon Con report. Absolutely. And that was like, that was right away. Yeah. I mean, people are going to think that this is the Dragon Con report. Well, when they see who's, you know, joining us tonight. <laughs> Welcome, Jen. Hello. Good. Happy 700th episode, guys. <laughs> it's it's a, a that's a little mind-boggling. That's a little bit harder for somebody with a lisp. <laughs> it's it's awesome. And, you know, that you guys, were you can join us. Channing will be joining us later. Um, he's having some internet issues right now. So, so. you know, so we'll basically we'll have get, the crew from we'll get the, the whole dragon counterpart uh, folks together uh for sure it's a nice reunion well we're going to be recording tomorrow too so yeah you get to see it exactly. you get to see us two nights in a row folks two nights in a row <laughs> so we will keep the dragon con talk to a minimum yeah. this evening uh but uh i'm sure it may come up because yeah we're not just here to pat ourselves on the back we're going to be talking all about uh the geek experience as we've uh come to know it and now what what maybe lie ahead for us, you know? Well, it's, it's interesting. And that's why we thought it would be kind of fun to do this topic for tonight because, you know, we're talking to you guys, you know, we've gone every couple of years, we've done a look at geekdom in the year that we were talking about and how much it's involved in 13 years yeah. and everything. And we, it's not the same that it was back until 2010. Heck no. And, and you know, it's not even the same as it was. I think the last time we did this was before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think episode 500, we did something similar. Right. And well, at the comic shop. Yeah. Episode we were, 500, uh, we were talking about geek uh, places to go. Uh, yeah. So, but I, I know that we've done this, um, you know, a few times, but like I said, I don't think we've done it since the pandemic and look how much has changed since then. So, oh, very much. And so. now we're in a wider strike, so that's going to change it all. Yeah, <laughs> change a lot of right. it right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you want to get into it uh, right away, or you have another. Do you have any more business to discuss, Mike? Oh, business as always is. Please, we want to hear from you guys. You know, please get involved with chat because we, we're doing on StreamYard tonight. And we so, see several people already joining us, and that's awesome. Thank you guys. Thank yeah. you guys so much. Yeah, let's say hi to Luciana DeVito, uh, Sherman Burris, and Dave Chapman have already put, posted in Wait, the chat room. Did you, did you pronounce something right? Do I have to drink? Yeah, you, you, could, you could drink. <laughs> you definitely could drink. So it's, gonna, it's a good thing. Are we going to reach out? To, are we going to mention everybody like Romper Room? Exactly. I see Johnny and I see Sarah. <laughs> and I see Man, oh, I, wait, love, wait, I love me some Roger. a round thing I have to hold in front of my face. But yeah, it's actually pretty awesome. And, you know, definitely would love to hear from people at home who are not listening to the recording or watching us up on YouTube at a later date. Feedback at Earth Station One is always the best way to get in touch with us or leave a comment and stuff. We've been getting quite a few comments and stuff up on the YouTube channel. So it's pretty awesome. You know, people have been like the movie for the summer movie preview we just did a couple weeks back. People were, you know, listing movies that they they were looking forward to seeing and everything. So yeah, already I'm thinking I'm already second guessing all my choices. I'm ex I'm That's excited a, because one of the movies I neglected to go see in the theater is hitting Paramount Plus tomorrow. So, oh, which one? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Ah. Oh, you're gonna love. They yeah. they, they just announced it. it this morning, and I was I was gonna rent it. I know I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna know I'm gonna buy it already like i knew it was something i was gonna buy uh and it'll be one of the rare ones i go out and get the physical copy of sure. instead of digital uh 
but then yeah, I got the email this morning. It was like coming to Paramount tomorrow. I was like, yes. Tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> tomorrow. That's fast. Tomorrow. That's awesome. Well, we kept meaning to go see it and then got distracted by John Wick 4 and then, you know, got distracted by uh, Guardians. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons probably is my favorite movie we've seen at the theater this year so far. Oh, wow. So, you know, and I like, and I like John. Wick I, was say, I only like him a little. But... <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. John Wick 4 is actually my favorite I've seen so far. Is that stair- yeah, that stair- I think- the staircase scene was just oh, oh the staircase. Oh. The last the last forty five minutes are breathtaking, and the way they made it feel like for the last forty five minutes, it almost felt like it was a continuous shot. Uh, I know, I know, I know the staircase scene was really yeah, the um the uh, director did a behind the scenes thingy discussing it because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. he's you know he is a big fan of doing the continuous shots, so. Cool. Well, those people who are uh, listening to us later on, not joining us live and watching us on YouTube, we love you guys too. Love you guys a lot. We do, we do, we do, we do. We appreciate everybody. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, our, you know, we've had really interesting people that we've met over the years doing this podcast and we've made some really good friends over it. And, you know, some people, you know, we spend the cons with people who've become involved with the network and, you know, do bringing their own shows to the network and everything. It's just, it's been real interesting. And, you know, even some of the friends that we have that aren't part of the network anymore, we still love you guys. You know, it's, <laughs> it's still a good thing. There's no hard feelings. So there we go i'm also amazed that uh i mean i i don't know if we've discussed this in, on on air before but Uh-oh. um Uh-oh. i mean what are you talking about we are uh we're not quite award-winning yet but we're chart topping right oh we are we actually have not top, talked about that but yeah um people are listening people are definitely listening it's interesting you know I always joke about that we're the biggest podcast that nobody listens to. And it's always been, you know, it's always been, you know, just doing this for the fun of it and everything. But we're getting up there in the ratings and everything. We are, you know, for certain podcast networks and groups and such, we've been popping up at like the number two podcast in the country and everything. Yeah, according to uh, Good Pods. Uh, mm-hmm. We were number three in the top 100 sci-fi chart, mm-hmm. and and in the number six in the fantasy chart, and 13 lucky number uh, in the uh, TV chart. I mean, that's that to me is amazing. Thanks, Ramona. Thank you, Ramona. We appreciate you. I mean, that's just awesome, and it's because of you guys. I mean, yeah. you know, we just throw this stuff out there, but I mean, you guys are paying attention. You guys are tuning in. You guys care. And uh, we appreciate that a lot. Not only are they, you know, listening through audio, now they're looking at us on video. And, you know, we've started the YouTube channel a couple months ago. They're looking at you, Mike. They're looking at you. They're staring at me. (laughs) They're staring. We're watching you. Mm. We are watching you. So it's it's pretty amazing. And, you know, I, I just wanted to 
It's pretty fun, though, that we've got to be able to, you know, bring you this kind of stuff. And it's always fun because, you know, these are your hosts for tonight. So it's always a nice little thing. Tonight and through most of the 700 episodes. Oh, yes. Through most of them. Um, All the way from episode 17 up. This has been your your hosts. And don't we look, you know, lifelike there? (laughs) So you should get somebody to do like a little AI mouse. And then you could have the two pop figures host a whole episode with just a mouth. You know, we're only about six months being, being away from being replaced by AI completely. So, uh, so that's probably just, just a matter of time now. Okay. So. (laughs) Okay. I'm fine with that. If it it frees up my evenings, let the AI take over. So that way I could start a new podcast, another podcast to add to my list. You know? <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be very interesting to do. Nice that would be, though. you know, we could actually have the, you know, or the, what was it? The old Mexican cartoons that they had the, uh, the pictures and the, the person's lips on it, just moving or something. Yeah. And it was like, Conan O'Brien used to do that too. With the, whenever you do those interviews with people, just the lips talking oh, yeah. of mm-hmm. the pictures. Yeah. Well, it's awesome though, but it's, it's interesting when you have people, you know, come to you and say, Hey, I listen to your podcast or I watch it. I've actually had people saying, Hey, I recognized you from your podcast because they're watching us on video and everything, but not only video now, but we also have our patrons. We have to say thank you to also, absolutely, they get the shows early because they're patrons of the ESO network and you know, Earth Station One is one of the big ones who puts out their show, you know, two days early. So they get a little bit of a bonus for being a Patreon. So it's pretty cool. So we appreciate you know, that. Yeah, they, give it, they give us money. They yeah, they do give us money. But well, you know, amazing. we'll never we will never just flat out charge for the show because I was talking to somebody earlier this week and they basically were asking, you know, trying to help me figure out ways to promote. Have you ever thought about putting your podcast behind a paywall? It's like, no, it's like nobody will pay to just listen to Earth Station One. Come on. Yeah, you only do that when you're like Spotify top 10 level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, it's funny because it was... You know, it was interesting and it was just like, she was like saying, you can make a lot of money by doing that. And it's like, you haven't seen our listeners, you know? No, I don't think so. And we love you guys. And there's no way I would ever do that to any, anybody. So, I, mean, I, yeah. I would think that's the, the average podcast listener would not, no matter the network, would not want their favorite podcast to be behind a paywall. Right. Right. Mm-mm. No, and because even, you know, big the big ones, like people like Mark Marin, um, you know, stuff like that, Kevin Smith and, you know, folks like that, they don't put their shows, they put extra bonus material behind, you know, a paywall and stuff, but their their basic shows are all free to everybody. Yeah, that's what Patreon's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what, that's what we're going to keep. You got to, it's the, the, the whole pusher mentality, right? You got to give them something free. So you can hook them in. Exactly. It's like give them a taste of the sugar, baby, and they'll be hooked. That's right. So it's awesome. So geeking out in 2023, you know, there's a lot to talk about and everything. Yeah. It's, in, in, in a lot of ways, it's like, I was thinking about it. It's the, like, it's the 
best of times and it's the worst of times. Like it's best because look at all the content that we're getting. Like, you know, very much so. Like junior high me would just explode knowing like all the shows that are available to me on a weekly basis. Um, uh, The fact that I had, you know, last month I was watching a Star Trek show and a Star Wars show, like at the same, like both in the same week, the same week, right? Two days apart. Exactly. Or one day apart. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, and it's just stuff amazing. Like it's a, yeah, Kevin. Uh, Thank you, Kevin. (laughs) Um, But it, uh, it's one of those things that's just so mind boggling to me, like how much stuff we're getting, the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies and, you know, a D and D movie that doesn't suck, you know, like, and, and all this stuff that doesn't suck. Um, There's too much content now. Um, you know, the three of us are active geeks and we like a lot of the same things and yet we're watching completely different shows. Yeah. I don't know if I would ever say there's too much. I don't, I don't, I'm (laughs) not at all. If anything, I just don't have enough time in the day. Like, I mean, cause I, I'm a big binger and I am so upset. Like I am spoiled and I'm irritated on days that I am caught up and I had like, I don't feel like watching anything because it's not the stuff I want to watch. So, and I, that's where I am right now. There's a couple of days a week where I'm like, okay, I don't have a new episode of one of the shows. I feel like watching. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't run out. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, to me, it's like, yeah. yeah, if I, if I'm not watching one thing, I'm like, okay, now I can get caught up on something else. And it's like, there's just so many. Yeah. I just don't have, like you said, Mike, I don't have enough hours in the day. No. Uh, Last night we actually got finished watching uh sweet tooth season. See, two. I, know, yeah, I, and I, I haven't even started. I've yet. put off watching yeah. season two because I'm just not ready for it. Oh, and, you're going to need uh, a lot of tissues. Uh, for that. So, you know, well, something like that. It's like, it's not that I don't have a ton of time. It's just like, I, I'm not in the right headspace <laughs> to watch that show yet. Yeah. yeah oh, well, I could understand. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially like with Guardians, the Guardians of the Galaxy experience. Wow. Well, see, I had been, I had been warned about that one. Sure. But I mean, it's like <laughs> the same kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and there was an episode of Titans not too long ago that dealt with that too, that kind of uh, animal cruelty stuff. And it's like, man, why is this like everywhere all, all of a sudden? It's just kind of a weird trend. Um, but like, like I said, the good stuff is that we're getting all this content, right? Tons and tons of content. And, and mm-hmm. that's, that's good. The bad stuff is fan toxic toxicity right and, uh, that was definitely on my list to talk exactly about but, like but, i mean to be fair that's always existed and well yes i mean arguably yes but i guess with more content comes more fans and with more fans comes more uh toxicity right i haven't seen it to me the peak of it was uh uh the the last star wars movie which, what, what, how many years ago now is that? Well, I do think that Star Wars definitely has been one of those ones that really is a good, a, 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 a clear indicator, like, of, like, wow, there's a division here. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that didn't exist, you know, years ago. Um, well, but now it's like, or, now they, it's or like, they didn't have inter- access to the internet years ago. 
Well, because you know what? I mean, people, yes. I mean, I was around before the internet. Well, people here's the people thing. hated Ewoks. I know people hated Ewoks when oh, the Return yes, of the Jedi true. came out. It's true. They just could, there, didn't yeah, have the but, internet to yell about it. Oh, look at Jenning! Look, it's hey, a, look who it's dropped a by. Kind of full reunion. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, uh, better late than never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I agree with you. What you said, Jen, though, that for year, you know, all the time, there's people out there bitching and moaning about it. But right now, it feels like there's so much content and everything, and people are biting off their nose despite themselves. You know, you have Star Wars fans who are tearing apart the Star Wars franchise because they're not liking what is out there. Yeah, that's, that's I think, one of the key differences. When we were growing up, you know, if you like Star Wars, you were considered a nerd or a geek. And if you didn't like Star Wars you could rag on it. Like, but people who like Star Wars didn't rag on it. Now people who say they're Star Wars fans are ragging on it. Like it's a different kind of, like there's divisions within the fandom, which didn't seem to exist as prominently as it does now. Uh, And that's, that's that's kind of one of the differences, I think. I think that's what happens when stuff gets popular. Um, Everybody wants to kind of put their thumbprint on it and just say, no, this is, my thing. This is how it was. It's almost like a hipstery thing. You know, I preferred Star Wars when it was <laughs> Star Wars. You know, that, that when kind it was of thing. cool. Right. Yeah, type thing. Right. Exactly. It's, yeah, I think there's that. Um, and people feel more of a sense of ownership of content now. Um, it's not enough to just be a fan. There's almost this sense of entitlement that you should be able to dictate what the content producers are doing. And that's fine for, you know, a Patreon or something where that's implied, but, you know, for a big time movie studio or something, that's just not the way it works. No, agree completely with that. It's, it's interesting because, you know, it's, you know, it's basically, you know, one of the users said, sadly, the division always existed. We just had a lot more internet culture creating a much easier way to form camps and encourage both bad behavior and self-destructive behavior out there. And it's interesting with that because people can remain anonymous and nobody knows who's really saying what they're saying. And, you know, it's easy to hide. Yeah. Because. Right. And, you know, yeah, it's okay to criticize. Look at us, what we do on Earth Station Who, how we beat up Chibnall all the time. And a lot of times it's deserved, but people wow, say... he's getting Chibnall bashing in on this show now. It's bleeding Dan over. Frey, who had 23 <laughs> minutes and 22 seconds into the recording for us to do this. But, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, that's the way, you know, fans are... With everything, with Doctor Who, with Star Star Wars, Star Trek is being, you know, you, you know, us on the show, there are certain shows some of us won't even watch because we're not happy with the product. But that's, you know, your choice to watch it or not watch it. But do you just, you know, do you bash it in, in front of people, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that do like it everything yeah and it's one thing to be it's one thing to be unhappy with the product that's that's everybody's right but when you are you know threatening actors and directors when you're review bombing um uh reviews that have nothing to do with the movie itself um the trailer for the marvels 
is one of the most downvoted things on YouTube now for, for only one reason that I don't even have to spell out. Uh, yeah, it's fine to have an opinion, but you don't have to throw in that hate with it. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I agree completely with that. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, what you have with, you know, Marvel's is a great example because of the actress they have, you know, as Captain Marvel. How much hate do they have? How much hate do they have? Because it's a female-driven movie, you know, and such. And it's just, it's awful and everything. And you get that. And, you know, which sucks because, you know, off the air we've been talking about that, you know, how Marvel has been, you know, receiving a lot of hate. Oh, is... And we've even talked about it on the show, Mike, when the summer movie preview, we were talking about, you know, is there a superhero burnout that we're starting to get and everything? Yeah, the term superhero fatigue is being thrown around a lot. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't experience it myself, but um, I can, you know, definitely see, I guess, some people experiencing it. Um, as long as the product's good, give me more when the product's not so good, that's when it starts to really feel like it's a, it's a, it's a weight. And there's just too much else out there that if you don't like something, you can just turn around, turn the channel, do, I mean, you can literally just find something like a channel or two away. Like it's not, it's not difficult. Like you don't have to, you don't have to like stay watching something you don't enjoy. <laughs> like, um, but a lot of people do. Um, and they seem to really relish that and really relish bashing at things. Um, uh, that, um, yeah, I don't know if super, you know, I guess if enough people say that there's superhero fatigue, then I guess that, you know, it must be a thing, but I don't, I don't feel that per se. I don't think, um, I think it's a clickbait term. Because, well, every place I see it and it's, you know, been used for two or more years now, it's the geek blogs or it's Hollywood reporter. It's, it's comic book resources. It's boing, boing. It's Gizmodo. It's, you know, it's all those sites. One, one article uses it. Everybody grabs that term and it gets people who either agree because they don't like the state of superhero movies now, or people who don't agree because they love all the superhero movies now, and they're going to click that article and they're going to comment in favor or against. Uh, For me, you know, it's basically, you know, there's certain comic books or certain characters in them that I don't like. So I don't read them. There's going to be movies out there that are going to come out that I'm not going to like, or I'm not going to watch. But same thing with TV shows. And you know, it's, that's the way it should be. And that's the way, you know, but I don't broadcast it to the world saying, Oh, I don't think they should be making this because I don't like this character or I don't let that's not out of character or whatever. It's, you know, it's just craziness. It is craziness. Go ahead, Jenny. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're not making a billion dollars anymore, but they're still making like 600, $700 million. So as long as they're making money, um, Marvel and Disney are going to keep churning them out. And as I've said before, um, a good, a good superhero movie isn't just a superhero movie. It's a family drama wrapped up in a superhero movie. 
it's a heist film wrapped up in a superhero skin, kind of like um, Ant-Man. Um, oh, so, true. Yeah, they just got to find ways to keep mixing it up some to kind of help fight the perceived um, superhero fatigue. Fatigue. One of the best superhero movies that I can remember was Winter Soldier because it was more of an, you know, like a John, not a John, um, like a Patriot Games or something like that type Jack of Ryan. movie. Yeah, Jack Ryan type adventure instead of a Captain America movie where he's, you know, dressed in costume. You barely saw Steve Rogers in costume in that movie. Most of the characters he didn't, yeah. which was pretty awesome. Oh, hey, there's there's Marvel fans who think that everything went d- downhill after Iron Man. And, and for me, I'm like, Iron Man is the least, my least favorite movies out of all of them. I love Robert Downey Jr. And I enjoy him as Tony Stark. But those, those movies aren't made for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I'm not going to tell people not to enjoy them. I, I watch them so I know the story, so I can keep following the, the story through line through all the movies. But it's not mm-hmm. going to be the ones that I go back and watch over and over again, where, you mm-hmm. know, like Black Widow got panned, but I can watch it over and over and over again. Well, exactly. There's certain movies out there that if I like, catch it, if it's streaming or if it's on like USA or FX or something, and it's on already and it's one of my you know that i had like it just have to catch two seconds of it i'm stuck there i'm not going to turn the channel or anything it's part of you know just me same thing with a star trek episode or something with you know something like that but it's easier now since i'm streaming i don't have cable anymore yeah and it's you know it's just easier to now go pick and choose a la carte what I want to watch. Well, you know, a yeah. lot of us have our digital libraries in our streaming devices too. You know, like mm-hmm. all the all the movies I've purchased, they're in my Fire Stick, so I can easily be like, okay, do I want to watch Avengers Endgame today? And I probably play that once a week. Wow! <laughs> so it's, wow! Uh, well, you know, sometimes I'm watching it. Sometimes I'm I'm working from home, and it's it's a movie I I. I'm, I'm comfortable with in the background or I'm going somewhere and my dogs need to have the TV on for eight hours. So if Avengers in game, it is. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one thing that I personally uh, do much differently. I mean, when I was younger now there, there weren't as many options when I was younger. So if we had something, we held on to it and we watched it over and over and over and over and over again. That's why I can quote almost every single line from some of my favorite movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark or Star Trek II or Flash Gordon. I mean, I just know those those movies backward and forward. I don't I seldom watch movies more than once or twice when they come out because there's so much new content. I don't I, I hardly rewatch anything anymore um, mm. because I just there's so much something new that I need to uh, that demands my attention. Um mm. I like what Mark Heffernan just wrote to paraphrase the dark Knight, Some people just want to watch the world burn. Hence the reason you see so many people on the net who literally complain about anything they don't disagree with. Sure. Yeah, that's I true. Don't know I, I, mean, agree. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, of course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no, I mean, hate, hate watching is a real thing. Um, I didn't mind the Velma show on HBO max. Um, did, didn't bother me. I didn't think it was the greatest thing on TV, but I definitely didn't hate it. 
there were people who were watching that show just to talk about how bad it was. I hate watched mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. <laughs> Did you? Through, wow. through, I think through six seasons. Now I didn't. Wow. I didn't watch it because I hated it and I wanted to complain about it. I watched it because it was my best friend's favorite show, and she wanted to have me to be able to discuss each week's episode with. So and did you just bitch and moan about each episode? Um, I would tell her, you know, I don't understand why this is your favorite show because I thought, you know, characters made stupid decisions. Um, which I think, I think that's with every zombie thing. We're going to see stupid decisions in every zombie movie and TV show. That's, it's that's a, the kind of the thing. point. Yeah. Uh, but you know, after like a major thing happened, I finally had to tell her and be like, look, I don't actually like the show. I watch it for you. I watch it to discuss it with you, but it has now reached the point where my blood is boiling at the end of the episode because I'm so mad about what happened. And, uh, and she, she was like, oh my God, stop watching, please. I was just like, thank you. <laughs> and I will, I, will, I will probably never go back to see how that show ends because of how upset it made me. Mm-hmm. I can't even oh, say that it was bad writing. It's, I don't think it was bad writing. I, it was bad character decisions and motivation, in my opinion. Uh, it just and, and changing things from the comic books that were just too big of a change, in my opinion, if you were a fan of the comic book. So, sure. But yeah, so it was the healthiest, one of the healthiest things I've ever done for myself. It's like, <laughs> yeah, folks, if you're watching something that you hate, don't watch you, it. You were actually doing something detrimental to your mental health. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, oh, exactly. And, but in the old days, it used to be, if you had your favorite, you would watch it once when it was on FX or AMC or one of the networks, and then you'd buy the season on disc or something or purchase it, you know, digitally, if you could at that time, by the time that it was out. Or God, if we want to go even older, when you used to buy the VHS of the the seasons, and you got like twenty six VHS tapes. Dude, I mean, I know we're about the same age, so it's like I'm so old. I don't. I remember when we didn't have that choice. (laughs) Like we just like I remember actually recording things on audio cassette from the TV. I had a microphone put like right next to the speaker, so I could replay things audio wise, um, uh, because that's the only way I could replay things. I love this dude back in the ancient begone days. We were so limited in our See, options that we recorded TV shows and movies we really like on audio cassette in order to listen to them later. Yeah. I had a library of the first season of G.I. Joe on audio cassette, which included the sound of really loud cars and people going by the house. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I had that too. I mean, and you know, we've seen other people like, look, that's how we have some of the audio from some of the old Doctor Who's, right? Because oh, yeah, people were very recording the audio of those. Um, and so that's why we still have the audio because BBC was stupid and erased it. But mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing too is that how they're getting the animated specials it's, and stuff. It's not just, I mean, there's hate watching, yes. And I get that too. But there's also this contingent, strong contingent of people who want to jump on something before it's even out. Like before, like when the news comes out, when the trailer's out or when, like, I mean, there's instant bashing. There's not, there's no wait and see mentality. It's more like, you know, people are going to jump on it right away. And um, most of those people have some sort of agenda. Always. 
And uh, props to the unnamed Facebook user for being a G.I. Joe fan. That is a sign of good taste. I can tell you are a man of culture. Um, and it's kind of like it. what um, Kevin said in an earlier comment. Everything is a one or a zero now. Everybody feels like it's either the worst thing in the world or it's the greatest thing in the world. There's no more, it was okay, or it was pretty good. It has to be either really, really bad or really, really good because they want to be able to to shout it from the rooftops. And it goes for the positive responses, too. Sometimes people just want to argue, argue about their favorite thing because they feel kind of an air of superiority about it. Like, look how good my franchise is compared to yours. Well, that's why I feel so fortunate to be able to do a podcast, you know, twice a week now, because I get to be that guy up on the rooftop being able to say if I liked something or if I didn't like something and people are actually listening to it, which is awesome. So, you know, some, I don't know if they agree with me or not, but you know what? I like talking about my opinion, <laughs> you know, so it's always been good. Well, and yes, I mean, and that's, that's true. And I, I also, I appreciate that as well uh, because we don't, you know, uh, we're not a negative podcast, but we don't pull our punches either. We, if we, we no, call it like, never we see it. Um, but I and will I, say one thing I do love about with our show, but sorry to interrupt there, Mikey, but it's, you know, we always don't agree too, which is awesome, but we don't put each other down because of it. And we don't yell at each other. We we're respectful about it. And that's what it should be. Sure. Is about respect. Yeah. That's, that's the thing I was going to say. I mean, I want to make sure that, I mean, even when I like, yes, there was division, even when I was growing up, I mean, you were, you either like Marvel or you like DC, you like Star Trek or you like Star Wars. I mean, we, even among the geeks back then we had those discussions, um, and one of and, the funniest and, ones for that though was when Maddox was on the show. We were doing the uh, Kong Skull Island review, and we thought Maddox would love it. We thought Mark Maddox would be all over it. He was very quiet for the first fifteen minutes, and then you turned to him and say, "So, Mark, what did you think of this movie?" I hated it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" All of us, our, our jaws dropped because it was myself, you. Ashley and when Alex Autry was still on the show with us and he was, we were all like, "Wow," you know, cause we thought he was going to be the expert for this. And he was just like, Nope, didn't like it. Thought it was a piece of garbage. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, and we were, we made him say a little bit more than that because we wanted well, to know why. I mean, that's the, Matt, that's, he doesn't just say one thing. I know. Right. That's the key. Cause that's why if we want to, if you want to discuss things, I mean, that's why, that's what that's where the interest comes because you, know, you get to know people and what they like and what they don't like and what they respond to and what they don't respond to because nothing out there is perfect. So everybody's going to have something like there's going to be something wrong with everything that's out there, all the content. And some people are going to respond to things they like and some people are going to respond to things they don't like. And it's all different. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to like Star Wars and to like Star Trek. It's okay to like Mandalorian and not like Andor. It's okay. Um, and that's, that's fine. Um, the same as I think it's okay for a show to be geared towards a younger audience and then a show in the same universe to be geared towards an older audience. Absolutely. And like, not everything mm -hmm. is made for the same audience. Right. But people want right. to look at it like it's only made for them. Exactly. It's all about them. Yes. Yes. And, and that's what, that's also what you get though when you get to pick and choose exactly what programs you're watching 
and you're thinking this is all for me because people are so you know, it used to be, we all used to go to movie theaters to go watch star Wars and stuff. Now we can watch it in the comfort of our own homes with nobody else around other than if you have a family or something or friends, well, most of them don't, but that's a whole different story. So. You know, we don't long, we don't just live in our parents' basement anymore. Nope. Exactly. Here we go. The, uh, Mark Maddox's first statement was way worse than he hated it. I believe donkey anatomy was mentioned. I think I seem to recall. I kind of agree with him, but not quite to that degree. <laughs> Probably. Jerry, you're one of the best historians of the show. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> where's that? Where's that Earth Station One wiki that's out there? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, maybe someday. Um, but, um, we're going to be starting, uh, we're going to have closed captions very soon. So goodness watch gracious. Out. Yep. So the wonders of technology, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, that's why it makes it so difficult when we, I think when a few episodes ago, when we did our box office challenge, uh, our predictions and everything and looked at what was coming out this summer, it was really difficult to decide or to, to guess what was going to be a hit and what was not. And it had nothing to do with the content of the movies themselves, but it had to do with how our audience is going to respond to the little mermaid, how our audience is going to respond to uh, guardians of the galaxy, how our audience is going to respond to Indiana Jones, how and like the movies could be good, bad. We don't, it, that didn't matter. It's just, how are people going to respond to them? And right now there's so many, I think more factors are involved now than any other time we've done the uh, box office. Well, it's, it's also, it's not just a matter of response. It's also a matter of we're in a recession. That's, that's part of it too. I mean, yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah, absolutely part being of it. laid off all the time right yeah, now. Uh, but, I mean, you know, look at the Super Mario movie. I think because people were saying children's movies weren't, weren't doing well. And then boom. Yeah. Oh God! It's like it's like I everyone know. who had been you know saving up money to take the family and the kids out to a movie that like hit at the perfect time for 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 oh, everyone. And folks, for the people out there who said there's superhero fatigue, get you're gonna now be seeing a lot more video game movies out there. Oh, definitely. Not, not just like Super Mario. Look at uh, Last of Us. How well that. Hey, uh, didn't Apple just put out a Tetris movie? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. But it's about the, how the, how they made how he got the rights yeah. to Tetris. From the technically, still a video game movie. And we got Amazon is working on something in the uh, the Fallout universe. That's right. Yeah, that's I mean, right. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to oh, that. And they're, they're, oh, that's going to be yeah. awesome! That is such a rich world. The Halo TV to, show. We're getting a second season uh, of that on Paramount. And I mm -hmm. think the Fallout yeah. show is being done by the people who did Westworld. So I'm really. Yeah, I, th I think it is. Well. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved it when William used to play Fallout. And it's like, then I started playing it because of him and th the universe and the world they created for it is such a retro slash modern film or universe. It's going to make a great film I, if they do it right. Well, and if it does well, that, that would. Probably possibly get us a few steps closer to having a property made from Bioshock. 
Oh, which, sure. you know, I think is... I would love to see Big Daddy uh, on yeah. screen. Yeah. That would but, be But they have, you know, Bioshock and Fallout have some similar retro retro, but yet futuristic apocalyptic tones, you know? And <laughs> so if going for go, going for <laughs> Fallout, you know, if it's successful, that's going to show people, okay, we can go to this genre and this visual aesthetic and it's going to do well mm-hmm. yeah it's well i think a different level i think the the super mario was and that was a difficult thing too because that was right before the summer movie season so it's yeah. like now i mean our one of our big questions was is anything this summer going to beat that because that is huge right yeah uh, and and uh we were thinking no although Mm, I've got uh, Michael Keaton might get people back in the theater, but I've unfortunately, got... we have to see the other actor to be able to see Michael Keaton. Yeah, yes. that's that's a that's a yeah that's a that's not going to work. I don't think I'm I'm I'm, I'm 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 so conflicted over this because I I want to see oh. Michael, yeah. Keaton. Michael Keaton. I don't want to see the Flash. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there's there's gonna be let alone two of them. That one. Let, two of him right yeah that's uh that yeah you're gonna have to really figure out if you can you know separate the person from the character i'm gonna have to wait for streaming i already know that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna add to the studio's money who agreed to this at the theater i know they'll still get they'll still get my fees from whatever streaming network it hits but that would be max yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's right yeah. Oh, that's true. Because you know, HBO Max is going to become Max. I think at the end of June. I think. Actually, no. It's, it's uh, at the end of May. Next. It's happening end next week. Like twenty third. Yeah. It's happening in a week. Yeah. So we are almost in Max country. Wow. You know, I think that's been a total cluster since you know the whole Warner Discovery merger. Well, I, I, and, all the mergers are becoming clusters lately. <laughs> People who have their people are in charge who like have no idea what's going on with TV and movies. They mm-hmm. never have. No, I mean, never have. a lot from the I, the studios never understood why, like Spider Man could be a hit, and Hellboy couldn't, because all they saw was like, well, we took a comic book and we put it on the big screen. So why is one really like making a lot of money and the other one is not? And they were both well-regarded because they were both regarded as great adaptations of the work. Um, but yet there's no way. I mean, if you just look at the sales of the comics, like Hellboy does not sell as many comics as Spider-Man does. Like, it's just, that's, that's, they're not all equal. They don't get it. You know, they're, these are the same people who ask like, um, Spider-Man, does it have to be spiders? Cause people don't like spiders. Can it be something else a little bit more like, uh, audience friendly? Um, they don't. They don't get it. Well, it's also like the what is it? Zasloff? Is that who's writing Max? Is that uh, David, Z- David Zasloff, something like that. The uh, the Discovery guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he's running everything. He's like, who goes in to a company that's been like known for cutting edge shows and breaking boundaries and like giving a voice to a lot of different artists. Uh, and says, "I'm I'm going to slash half of this and just give you a bunch of reality TV," mm-hmm. you know, or, or and thinking that 
these same people who watch Discovery, you know, or, or the same people who watch Max or HBO properties, like, yeah, I, I just, I just want more Magnolia TV. Like, no, Ugh. they don't. That was part of the care. reason. I mean, we got, they got rid of cable because literally we got tired of you know watching House Hunters and mm-hmm. you know Property Brothers and. Guy Fieri and all that kind of stuff because there was nothing on TV. That's why we went to all streaming mm-hmm. and we cut the cord. Yeah. And I don't want my Max or whatever it's going to be called mm-hmm. to be that. And you also have now Disney and Hulu is merging too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, well, well, they, they already, they start, already they've already started they're, putting they're Hulu started. shows on Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and in other countries, it's already... Mm-hmm. It's already done. Yeah, but, but mm, okay. now they just announced they're going to start removing content. And it's like, Disney, you're like the smallest app out there. How do you have how do you have enough content to remove content? Uh, yeah. Disney <laughs> probably has more content than anybody. Yeah. Disney has, yeah. their catalog is way bigger than. They don't have everything on the app, though. No, not, not yet. That sure. and, uh, but, but they're now know, talking Disney about has- removing Right, because stuff. Disney's had a success in the past with making movies only limited, available at a limited time, like oh, either right. in the theater or on video cassette or on DVD or whatever. They would come out and then they would go out of print. The um, Disney they would be available for a little while. And so their mentality is like, well, if we make this limited, people will need to tune in at a certain time or else they don't get to see it. Yeah, I didn't so fall we're for gonna the get vault on, on, excuse me. I didn't fall for the vault stuff on uh, <laughs> when it was VHS and DVD. I will be beeping that up. I, I did not uh, fall. F- I'm not going to fall for it on streaming. Right. Well, you're one of the few. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean that. I mean, that's that's how they made the money. Now, Disney is in a unique position. I feel because they own most of the stuff that I really like to geek out about. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean. Like the Disney app is the one I watch the most. Uh, of course, yeah. I, I watch Disney way more than I watch any other streaming service. If I had to get rid of all of them but one, Disney would be the one that I would keep. Um, if you look at the movies that are coming out this year, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Little Mermaid, and Indiana Jones and Pixar's uh, Elemental oh. are probably going to be like in the top five. Uh, if not one, two, three, four, like they're going to like right. Disney still is, uh, is the ruler of the roost. I think as far as, as far as pop culture and as far as maybe even geek culture. How do we, how do we feel about that statement? I, I mean, I watch, I watch all this stuff on Disney, but I only open the app maybe once a week. And sometimes I don't even open it for a whole month. Wow. Uh, and I love Marvel and I love Star Wars, but I think I I I watch Paramount almost every day. I watch wow. I watch Netflix almost every day because you know so I'm like the entire opposite. I'm like Netflix. Mm-hmm. I can get mm-hmm. all these foreign sci-fi shows, you know, mm-hmm. that would have never had I I would have never discovered, and mm-hmm. I, I've really enjoyed a lot of them. Uh, and Paramount, you know, it's got all my Star Trek there, and uh, I do watch some reality TV, so it's got my Survivor. Uh, and no judgment. And they have a great movie selection. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go for the movies more on the Paramount app than I am 
for they do have some great movies yeah. there and it it's interesting because i'm with jen because disney the only thing i watch on the disney usually is any of the star wars stuff that they yep. have or if there's a new marvel yep. show and yes, they pretty much yeah. do every all the time well, yeah, not, not really that's one show i watch multiple shows on Paramount, I watch multiple shows on Netflix, yeah. on Amazon, and you know, or Stars, and you know, so it's it just all depends. I'm actually thinking about getting rid of AMC Plus because Doctor Who, the new ones, are going to now be on Disney. Disney. You know, so there'll be another thing you watch on Disney. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I have. Yeah, but it's not like it's constantly watching it all the time. And I know you just watched all the episodes of Muppets. Mayhem. Yeah, I still haven't watched no, that yet. Still have three more to go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I have it. Yeah, I have. I have a MC Plus too, but I mainly have it so I have access to Shutter. Mm. Oh, the uh, horror, true. the horror yeah. service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, especially around Halloween, but I'm probably going to get to the point where, like, I'll cancel it until they, you know, one of the shows I want to watch comes back. And in, which, any, which any, I do with Star. Uh, I, I used to do that with Stars. When um, oh, yeah. Spartacus was on, mm-hmm. and it's and it's spinoff. Like I would, I would only get it when it was time for that show to be airing a season. Sure, sure. The only reason we got stars is to watch Outlander, and mm-hmm. but that's it. I don't watch anything else on it. Any so, right. so you, you, you do have the option to do that with streaming services. You can just watch something, and then when you're done, boom, like replace it with another streaming service. Um, uh, I subscribe to way too many. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I can cut the cord. I think at any time I can, I can. Yeah. I got, I got rid of Apple plus five. Whenever the last season, whenever the last, the, the last season of for all mankind ended, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't need this right now. And I know there's shows on there. I would like to watch. I know they've added movies that I would like to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting it back till the next season of for all mankind comes back. <laughs> think later this year it's coming yeah. back and i might even <laughs> wait until the season's like halfway through so that we can like and then binge you know yeah bit. binge two episodes at a time yeah the yeah. series such a great series yes, it is. yeah and, and apple the- tv is really stepping up i think uh, a couple of years ago they were the ones that i watched the least and now mm-hmm. they've got amazing programs coming out of there i've heard really mm-hmm. good things about silo silo is uh, great um, C, I, I thought C was going to be ridiculous, and I, we actually got into it. Oh right, we're not we're not caught up on it by any means, but because I got rid of the app, but uh, I enjoyed it much more than what the trailers made it. The like, trailer, some people just don't know how to make a trailer. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and actually, I agree with this because when William was younger, um, he used to want to watch all Disney or all Muppets or sure. you know. Stuff like that. So as a as she put, as a parent of a two-year-old, Disney Plus is part of our everyday life. Don't ask me how many times we use it to play Moana. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the best shows uh, for kids is Bluey, right? And that's on Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm. So it just, there, there's reasons to have streaming. But it's like what HBO Discovery is doing is just crazy thinking about putting more reality programming up there because like, i get it it's cheaper it's cheaper. I, 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 I understand it from yeah. that that's why the networks have switched to it what cbs is putting this year they're 
because it's cheaper, they're doing an hour and a half of Survivor and then an hour and a half of The Amazing Race because it's cheaper for them to do. Now that Next Star bought them out, CW is just canceling more and more shows. They just canceled Kung Fu. They just canceled the Winchesters. uh, And and Next Star plans on at least 85% of their programming next year to be reality-based content. Because Discovery went and showed everybody that you can be so successful with reality-based shows that you can be big enough that you can buy Warner Brothers. Like, when Disney, like, (laughs) Discovery, the fact that they, like, merged with Warner Brothers, I'm like, how is this even possible? How is Discovery even in the same league as Warner Brothers? A studio, a company that's been around for 100 years now, and yet, and putting out all sorts of great content, and yet Discovery can just go in and go, bam, you're ours. Like that, that's an, un, uh, that's an, I mean, I don't care for their programming, but that's an unbelievable business model. Well, well I mean, we're going to see what the, the streaming numbers are like, the app numbers are like soon. True. Because that's, yeah. that's what's going to matter. If they well, if they get a if, rush, if, if we see them, because they don't like to. Like, no, but, but, this, that's the thing about the streaming services; they don't like to tell us anything. No, they won't give us the streaming numbers, but they have to report to their shareholders, and we True. get to see that. Yes, and we get to see their quarterly losses, and and Discovery thinks that this is what's going to drive new yeah. traffic to Max. That's what. Uh, just ask Netflix. Yeah, we have to report all that stuff. We don't like to, but that's we had to admit that uh, we're we're losing people. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll we'll see if it's, I don't personally think a bunch of people who want to watch reality TV are maybe yes, Max will get new subscribers. I think the people who have HBO, if all of a sudden it's all reality, they're going to drop. Mm-hmm. And people no, don't know Discover is hedging their bets on this. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Last time Very I much. checked, dis- the Discover app will still exist. They're, they're just going to charge like seven dollars a month for it. Um, yeah. and, I think and my HBO understanding Max too is like that. 17. And I understand that HBO is going to still exist. It's just not going to be. It's not going like, to. It's not going to be an app. Right. If you yeah, if you want to see HBO on an app, you have to watch Max. Yeah. Yep. So you'll get you know the House of Dragons. You'll still have. You know, that type of stuff. Sure. When it comes out. And, you know, you'll still have the DC movies or you'll have, hopefully you'll still have the old, the cartoons and everything. Well, no, you're still going to get House of Dragons, but it's going to be a reality show now. So it's just going to be mm-hmm. a bunch of dragons all living in the same cave, having wacky adventures together. I'm calling it right now. Well, <laughs> I know they're doing a reality show with celebrities pretending they're on Mars. I'm actually going to watch that one because uh, <laughs> I need to I need to see the train wreck that this is possibly going to be. So I'm going to give it a, at least one episode. I know Shatner's on yeah. it. So. Yeah, he's the host. It's basically Celebrity Big Brother. They're just mm-hmm. doing it in a Mars training facility. Which I also watch. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, I don't like a lot of reality programming, but some of it, some of it I and like yet- to watch. <laughs> Right, no, that's a fact. Survivor, Big Brother, to me, those are fascinating social experiments. And while I know that there is pr- producer intervention, you know, trying to get people to say a certain thing or 
asking a leading question to get a certain reaction for, to make good TV. I know that's there, but it's there a lot less than say house hunters since somebody brought it up, uh, where, you know, we've seen behind the scenes articles. House hunters is fake, yeah. Though. A lot of them are the houses, mm-hmm. the houses aren't for sale or the homeowners have already bought their home and they get to pretend that they're looking, but you know, they've already even, they've already moved into the house they've chosen. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's like storage wars. Oh yeah. yeah that's heard... super fake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those those things are planted. Right. They, yeah, no. they 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 are, and and that's what makes uh, or Oak that's Island. What makes it really. That's what makes it really difficult because you know technically they are quote unquote reality shows, but we all know that there's production and writing involved, and yet they they are able to like they're going to thrive over the next few months because with the writers on strike, all you're going to get are new reality shows. Oh and, yeah, and, and it's. Uh, for it's sure. going to be really tough for a while, I think, because I don't see the strike ending anytime soon. And the directors and the actors unions are their contract is up uh, pretty soon, too. And they're waiting to see what happens with the writers. So, like, it's all going to get really, really ugly before it gets better. No, it's, I, I think there is a strong chance that the other two guilds are going to also strike. Uh, they should. Yeah. Uh, because there's no, I mean, everything that the writers want, it affects the artists, uh, I mean, the actors and the directors too. Well, and streaming, <laughs> streaming needs, to, streaming makes up a majority of the, 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 the sales, the money these days. Absolutely. And, and none of, none of those contracts have been figured in to. Nope. Add because a, at the time they were just like, oh, well, we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it and then well, they, they the cross bridge the bridge and they, yeah they the never the answer is, we're over the bridge and we, we have haven't have done is just do a reality show about creating a podcast weekly i think it would be great <laughs> or hey we could end up with a dr horrible part two that's true but with without without, without somebody else's involvement <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> hmm Mm. <laughs> I don't know how that, I don't know how that works. Hey, he's, uh, he's Jane Espison can write it. Well, Jane's very talented. Yeah, I would not. Uh, I would not be opposed to that. <laughs> she she did uh, a, she did a lot of work on his stuff. She proved she can she can have that same type of voice that speaks to us nerds. So uh, let me. Uh, let me throw this out to you. All right. We'll start with you, Channing. What do you think is like one of the biggest either positive or negative aspects of being a geek right now? It, like what is like one of the biggest pluses or minuses right now? Um, that something that we haven't discussed. Well, and sadly, I was here late, so I hope you guys haven't touched on this. But I mean, one of the positives is an abundance of content. Yeah, right? we touched on it. <laughs> well that's what happens when you get here late man yeah, you, look I, I was drinking you know what, what i mean can i can I understand i mean that you left a huge plate of food behind i get it but um <laughs> you know that's why you didn't understand where it said est not cst yeah yeah <laughs> right, you know, i failed time zone hey that's too. the same it's the same thing for tomorrow 
just so you're prepared. Same time, <laughs> same time. Same, same pod, pod time, channel. same pod channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was my big one. So I will, I will cede my remaining time to Jen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen, I will, uh, I will ask you the same thing. And, and Channing, I want another answer. So you got the, you don't get an out. So. Uh, well, I think, in a, you know, we've all, I think, been excited for the past few years that we see projects getting announced from properties that we know. Um, you know, if you're a gamer fan, you were excited and hopeful that Last of Us wouldn't suck. And I think for the majority of people, it didn't. Uh, I, You know, there was some critiques I've seen. But I think even though we're we don't see independent films and TV shows get the, the same type of push that they used to. I still see really interesting projects that are not associated with an existing IP getting, getting the green light. And mm -hmm. that gives me a lot of hope for the future. I love seeing things, you know, I grew up with or a game I played or a comic book I loved or a book I loved getting adapted. But I also like seeing things I've never heard of. The same as, you know, finding all those new uh, foreign sci-fi shows on Netflix. It's, it's, it's really cool to me that it's not all rom-coms, you know, mm -hmm. or uh, FBI shows that, that get the green light anymore. Now, no, don't get me wrong. The Diplomat that hit Netflix last week, I finished that in a day and I expected to hate it. And I <laughs> loved it and they renewed it within a day. So I was like, yes. I don't have to be upset that I already finished the season. Uh, but it just gives me hope that we're going to get some, some more voices we haven't heard from, some stories we haven't heard about. Uh, it, it, new writers, new directors are getting some shots because just of the, the pure plethora of streaming apps out there. Mm -hmm. um, and with streaming, you don't have to have such a big monetary commitment from a studio like you do with the movies. Although if you're making Lord of the Rings, you're getting a big monetary commitment, but, but, but still, <laughs> uh, we get more voices. We, we get more stories and it's not just all spinoffs and reboots. And I think for a time there was a big, we did, we did hear, have a lot of, why is there no original ideas? Why does everything have to be a reboot? Why does everything have to be a sequel? And we still see reboots. Uh, but, we're getting more original stories and that's a good thing. I think sometimes we just have to really go out and seek them to find them. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, most of that is on streaming now. The theater doesn't seem to have that much space for original content anymore. Well, there's not a lot of art houses left anymore either. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And streaming is much more like, streaming to me is like, um, I mean, yes, I'm showing my age once again, but you know, we went from to having like three or four channels on TV to having video stores with like all these choices. And it was just amazing, like all the stuff that we could have access to with video. Um, uh, you know, the horror section alone was just absolutely incredible. And that reminds that's what that's what Shutter TV reminds me of now. You have a lot of independent small folks making these horror movies that are able to play with the big boys. They're just, they're right there with, along with all the big stuff. And, uh, and I, and I think that's a really cool thing. Um, cause it's just up to word of mouth, you know? Um, oh, sure. of course. I mean, on the one hand, 
it's much easier to make a movie than it ever has been, but it's also much more difficult to promote it and get it seen because there's just so much else out there. So, um, so yeah, it's one of those situations that I, I think, uh, um, if you have, but you have to look like, yeah. yes, I definitely encourage people to look like use that browse feature <laughs> or, or ask, whatever, people, uh, ask people, ask your friends or, you know, if there's podcasters you listen to, if there's bloggers that you read, if they're not, you know, bringing up something new that you haven't heard of, or, or you're looking for something new, ask people. Yeah, you know, ask, ask for suggestions. For and people out there who post on social media, promote what you love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's the Promote exactly. what you love. Promote what you love. I mean, that's what I think the internet should be for. Yeah. Uh, but you, you had also asked the biggest negative. To me, the biggest negative is the strike. Because mm -hmm. we all know what happened last time. And I think this has the chance to last even longer. It does. Than last time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Because it doesn't seem like they're even in the same ballpark. No. They're in, not even in the same state. Well, like they're just it, like, it's, they're so it, far out. It seems like the powers that be think that they have all the power and that they have enough in reserve to let their networks and, and apps survive. And I think they're going to find out fairly quickly that they don't. I hope so. And that, that so. The reality TV is not going to save all your networks. <laughs> with, with even Some those of us that like some morality TV, that's not what we want to watch every day. Someone should just remind them what happened to Heroes in season two. Well, that's exactly what I was about to say because yeah. it killed the momentum of the TV and show. And it wasn't the same when it, it came never back. Yeah, even... It never recovered. Which was horrible. Yeah. And because it was such a good show the first season. And then the strike hit. Well, and we're we're already seeing you know there's cancellations being announced this week that you could probably argue have a little bit to do with the strike. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that sucks because that means it's good stuff. It's not going to get watched anymore. Mm -mm. Or maybe I'm just salty because Archer got canceled today. I didn't hear that. Oh. Now, yeah, did it get canceled, or did, or did the the creators it, decide? It, it got canceled, it, it, and they exactly. decided how they're going to end it. It got canceled, know. but Lucky Yates is, you know, doing Save Archer on Instagram. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like, I know yeah. it has a lot of seasons, but I like Lucky Yates, and I like him in Archer. So, oh, it's one of my favorite shows. I'm yeah, I'm, and it's, yeah, it's my I'm husband's one of my husband's favorite too. So. I don't even have mm -hmm. Cartoon Network. I wait till all the you know a full season hits one of my apps, and we just binge it. I think it's Hulu. We just binge it that way. But still, uh, not a you know not all adult animation fans want to keep watching. We want something different than Rick and Morty, which we're probably not getting a lot of that anytime soon either. But probably not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mike, what do you think? What are you? What are the? Uh... Either positive. either positive or negative. You don't have to do both, but one or the other. Oh, I can do both. Don't worry. <laughs> of course, you, you should know that by now. Well, I know you can <laughs> definitely do negative. Oh, God, yes. It's interesting. You know, positives, I'll start there first. Positives are, we're in a renaissance of materials, of IPs that I would never thought I'd ever get to see on the big screen. Well, either TV or movie. 
I never thought I would see Good Omens or I would see Sandman or, you know, Ever Made. You know, we're getting to see stuff like this and from books that, you know, I love and everything. You know, look at the Terry Pratchard stuff we're getting. And it's, you know, it's stuff that's good quality too, you know, and we're getting amazing shows on PBS on any kind of the apps and everything. Look what, you know, we got an amazing remake of all creatures, you know, great and small. And it's, it's awesome to be able to see this stuff. Um, a lot of, you know, some of the Agatha Christie work we're getting to see a lot of, you know, just different and even smaller books and such, or like Jen said, we got squid games, you know, became the, one of the biggest hits out of nowhere. And it was amazing to see. And that's one, some of the stuff I loved about it and that we're getting, you know, stuff that I've never heard of before. Some of the things that we're getting on Apple plus that we're getting, you know, like silo or, you know, or some of the, you know, you're getting, you know, some of the, you know, Clancy books with Jack Ryan, you know, made out, you know, into TV and everything by the guy who was in the office. Come on. You know, you never thought that would ever happened. And, you know, there's just so much good stuff out there that we're able to see this kind of thing. And I'm loving it. And I'm loving the stuff, you know, some of the original stuff that we're getting from Disney, not the re recreations and everything like, you know, Peter Pan and Wendy or something. I like the stuff Pixar does. That's original, not sequel after sequel after sequel, you know, like we've been saying, and I'm, you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being the comic book geek and getting to see, you know, the origin of rocket raccoon on the screen and seeing, you know, getting to see too soon, too soon. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I could believe that, you know? <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot we're I'm thrilled about. I'm thrilled that we're, you know, that I get to, you know, share it with my friends and get to talk about geeky stuff and not argue with them that we get to go to conventions like dragon con or Pensacon or San Diego comic con and be there with my brothers and sisters. Whenever I went to dragon con, I always felt like it's my geek family reunion. That's one of the positives about it, about going to it. You know, this is my family. This is, you know, my extended family, people who I've gotten close with over the last 18 years because of Dragon Con and going to the conventions. And that's the cool things about it. Or doing this podcast. It's a great geek podcast, you know, great thing to do. Being able to weekly talk about, oh, let's this week talk about the Muppets. This week, let's go talk about, you know, drawing a comic book. Let's, hey, let's this week talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, we get to do stuff like that. You know, instead of just sitting in front of a, you know, at a bar with a couple of friends, I get to talk about it with all these people. I get it. What last week we got to talk to the guy who wrote Dumb and Dumber. Come on. This was awesome. You know, and I'm having a blast with it. The negatives, 
dude, the negatives are the geek community is killing itself and it's shooting itself in the foot. And it makes me want to stay away from online stuff because it's putting a bad taste in my mouth. And I've said it once, I've said it twice. I would, I would dump Facebook or Instagram or any of that if I didn't have the podcast and everything. I need to be up there and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We post pictures of our trips and everything up on social media, but that's to share it with my friends and stuff. But I'm up, not up there to make a name for myself or get up there to bitch and moan about stuff like that. I do that just on the podcast. I don't need to do that up on Facebook. So it's, you know, and that's the cool thing about it. It's, you know, I'm not liking where the community is in 2023. Um, in a lot of ways, kind of disgusted with it. That's why I'm taking 2023 off from going to Dragon Con because I'm pretty disgusted with a lot of the different things with it. And, you know, if I ever go back, we'll have to wait and see and everything. But, I'm just, you know, I'm just not into it like I used to be with that kind of stuff and with the community. And I'm just, I think taking a couple steps back sometimes is a good thing. And that's where, you know, we got to be. Do I think there's superhero fatigue? Do I think of that kind of stuff in 2023? Yeah. I think, you know, some of the stuff has, has been better than others, but we're still getting, we got to see Namor the Submariner on the big screen in Wakanda forever, you know, or we get to see, you know, three different Spider-Men on the screen, you know, and it was just awesome. But, you know, if the movie's crap, I'll say it's crap. And, you know, I, but if I don't want to see it, I won't go see it, but I won't be blasting other people down because they like it. And everything. It might be their favorite thing they've seen. I won't put them down with it. Might roll my eyes, but I won't put them down. So it's a cool thing with that. That's fair. That's fair. I can keep going if you want. I know. You have another three hours. We've got another seven hundred episodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've you've got you've you've got enough fuel for another seven hundred episodes, I'm sure. Oh, dude, 700 is just the beginning. Isn't it true, though? I mean, that's the oh. thing. It's like, I mean, I we talked about so much about how much great content there is, and that's what's great about, like, that's why doing this show doesn't get old, because there's so many cool people to talk to. And Ooh. one of the things that we like doing is talking to people uh, who are passionate about things, who are, um, that's why we, that's why we do the Geek Seat segments. Um we just love talking about uh, talking to people about, you know, it doesn't necessarily be something that we like or understand even. Um, it's just really cool to be, to, to, to talk to people about what they like and what, uh, why they like it. And uh, that doesn't get old. I mean, I mean, there's going to be, you know, if we could have like definitely 700 more people talking about that stuff um, for sure. Um, in addition to the stuff that we want to talk about because we love it. Uh, Channing and Jen, I think you guys are more qualified, I think, uh, to answer this question, but you guys feel oh. like there's more representation, more voices. You guys feel, I mean, I know that there's still a lot of work to be done. You think things are better? Uh, I mean, for, for women, I think it's 
Sally about the same. Uh, it, it just gets written about more and or complained about more. But mm. I, that doesn't mean there's actually more. It's just getting more attention. And unfortunately, most of that attention is negative. But, you know, there's there's always been super like female led superhero movies. They've just historically been horrible or right. it's true. Or they've been, you know, B movies or, or something. Um, just like, you know, there's there's been women writers for uh, sci fi books, fantasy books. They've transitioned into TV. Uh, that doesn't mean it's a great transition. One of my, you know, one of one of the she's become one of my new favorite writers. Um, but she's got a big fan club at DragonCon. Sherilyn Kenyon, uh, one of her more popular series, is being turned into a TV show, and I am cautiously optimistic that it would be good. But uh, that doesn't really mean that we're getting more content. It's just that somebody somebody's getting the golden ticket that you know otherwise would have gone to a carbon copy white guy <laughs> name, <laughs> name Chris yeah yeah uh, <laughs> I only uh, to be fair I only really really have an issue with one of the Chris's the other ones I'm okay with their work uh I'm not gonna <laughs> specify which one but yeah I just I don't think there's more. Uh, I don't know if we'd ever get to the point where it's, you know, an equal share of the pie for everyone. Uh, I hope it would be a more noticeable piece of pie for everyone, but I don't, I don't really think it's any different. I think it just gets more press and more complaints. I don't think it's more jobs and more product. Yeah, I'd, I'd echo some of that. Um, I think there has been some improvement just for people of color, but I think a lot of that improvement has come from us trying to create our own spaces. I mean, thanks to TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, you have a lot of um, POC creators who are just doing their own content online and building up a brand, building up an audience. Um, so is it breaking through to you know the bigger networks and movies no but at least it's the start and it's it's resilient it's like i'm i've got something i want to get out in front of people you guys won't give me a chance so let me find a way to do it myself um so yeah th they're out there but i think that most of the opportunities have been self-made yeah well said well said yeah, agree with that and it is interesting because, um, you know, from my perspective, I, 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 I enjoy seeing different points of view and, uh, it does seem like we are getting that more often now. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, it's still, uh, it's still, it's still a small, if you pardon the pun minority, like it's still like, it's not a majority of the content, right? It's not even uh, half. It, no, not even close. Yeah, it's not, not even, even yeah, it's not even representative of, of, of the population. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, exactly. like, I mean, it's almost like saying, like, yeah, we're getting some more, you know, Asian American representation in movies and TV, but it's, it's, it's because there's, there's, we're getting some high profile projects up there. It doesn't actually mean it's more. It's just, right. it just means that they're, they're plus somebody plus is like getting a promotion. Plus, it seems like they just like following a trend, right? 
they're like, oh, uh, everything everywhere all at once was a big hit or Crazy Rich Asians was a big hit. So let's jump on that bandwagon for a while until we make about three or four movies that don't do well. And then we'll just drop all of that. Yeah. Oh, and which I hope doesn't happen. You know, I love everything everywhere all at once. Absolutely. I also, I I loved the Kung Fu reboot that CW just canceled after season two or three, uh, three. Yeah. Uh, I love warrior, which is supposed to be coming back, but who knows now with discovery, (laughs) you know, that that's made with Bruce Lee's daughter, you know, as the executive Mm -hmm. producer. So I hope it's not a trend. I don't. I don't want to see a trend. I want to see more. More people get a share of the pie. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I'm. I need like Marvels to do well or or anything. If it's not a great movie, it's not a great movie. But I'm. I'm exactly. not. It's not good. Yeah. I'm not going into it immediately. Going to like be prepared to hate it because I. But, love seeing three women leaving a movie but i also think it's going to be leading towards preteens. i am not that audience but that's what i'm getting from the trailer i think it's going to be geared towards preteens. so i i don't i don't know i don't know how to feel about it but that doesn't mean i think it's less of it should be made mm-hmm. well that's why ms marvel did so well because it was geared towards younger teen female and everything and also it was also geared towards female of color too you know and it was wonderful that it they that disney plus and marvel took the chance on it to create to put that character out there and bring her to life i thought it was awesome i didn't expect to like hawkeye and i ended up enjoying it because of all the different females in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like jeremy renner was my least favorite part of it I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye was one of the best things from the Marvel TV universe, as I call it. it it's surprised. Well, I don't know if I'd call it one of the best, but it surprised me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it much. I did not expect to enjoy it, and I enjoyed right. it. Sure. Now it was really interesting, and you know, I definitely think, you know, I think. You're going to see more and more of that either through social media, like stuff like TikTok or YouTube and stuff where you have more independent creators out there who are creating their stuff more even than the, I don't, than the bigger studios are doing right now, still to this day. Yeah. And, and they'll take more risks. So you'll see probably a wider variety of content too. Mm-hmm. No, they're one, not afraid of taking help. all sponsors or advertisers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things this last, you know, the last couple months gave me hope was at least here in Atlanta, we had a movie theater called the Terra mm-hmm. that closed down and it was one of the major independent film houses and they got bought out recently because they had been closed almost six months and they just got bought by the folks who own another independent film house here in Atlanta and they're getting ready to reopen in the next couple of weeks, which is pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. Yep. So, but the fact that mm-hmm. you know the fact that Atlanta, something you know, a city this big, only has barely two 
art houses is just kind of sad. They closed. Mm -hmm. They closed our last one. Hmm. Yeah, I would imagine and, that's and, a trend. And we're a huge city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, and, you know, I got spoiled being in Seattle because they had so many independent film houses there and everything. So it was, you know, coming to Atlanta and seeing the two, actually the three they have here. When I, when I first moved here, there was, there was a little less than 10. Right. And now there's three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's wild. And, and I think they're all owned by the same company. They are. It's, <laughs> so. it's wild to me that like Draft House used to be considered an art theater. And that's where oh, we sure. went. Like that was where we would go to see Rushmore or Wes Anderson movies before he was like known or Robert Rodriguez mm -hmm. early films. And yeah, you can just occasionally catch an art film at Draft House now. But yeah, now it's, hey, come to our cosplay night for firefly and let's let's have a john wick cosplay night um, come see our mm. our our menu mm. made for ants at the ant-man 3 premiere <laughs> we'll give you a little magnifying glass so you can read it <laughs> they did that i still have my little my, my, my little menu i was gonna say that sounded very specific i was like <laughs> yeah, they must yeah. have really done that <laughs> were you also getting ant-sized portions of food no no they were okay. full size full the, price the, menu, the menu was literally an inch big and they gave you one of the tiny little toy magnifying glasses to read it and i had to That's get fun. i had to get my phone out to have the camera look through the magnifying glass to be able to see the menu because it's just not Unfortunately, working. Unfortunately, I'm getting the age where I kind of need to do that more and more with anything. <laughs> uh, so, uh, all right. I well, I think, uh, all right. I want to end this on a, on a really positive note. So, oh. uh, Channing, we'll start with you. What is something that you are really looking forward to geeking out about this year? I am still very much on the Marvel bandwagon. So I am mm -hmm. just geared up for all of their movies that they have going forward. Um, I don't have time to play video games, but there's a game called Diablo 4 that I think is dropping this year that I will be hoping to carve out some time to play also. Those are probably my, my two biggest ones. Gotcha. Gotcha. Jen, what are you what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, geeking out about. So I'm gonna get, I'm I'm gonna be on the the small screen. Um, although yes, I see somebody just posted Dune Part Two. So yes, I am looking forward to that in the fall. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, but this summer, the new Ashley Pauls could be all over that. I'm. I'm. <laughs> are you sure that wasn't Ashley? <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 saying Facebook users. You can't see the name. Uh, on my end, I don't see a name. Uh, I don't see a name either. I am looking forward very much to the new season of Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks because they're both airing mm -hmm. this summer on Paramount. Uh, I think Strange New Worlds is, is well, okay, except for like the last three episodes of season three of Picard, they they really, really got to me and those were perfection. It, that was one of the best series ending finales I've ever seen of a show, period. But um, Strange New Worlds to me is like, it is Trek. It is, it is 
the new Trek show I have been waiting for. It's the perfect blend of nostalgia and the perfect blend of actors. And it gives me so much hope for the, the future of the franchise. Like, and I like Discovery. I, I, like, I like Picard. I like all the other shows. But this is just a completely different level of Trek. And then I also really love Lower Decks. I think it's great that they're, they're letting Star Trek be skewered the way it is on that cartoon and that it's adult humor, uh, or at least a mix, you know, where it's not so, mm -hmm. it's not so offensive that kids can't watch it, but there's, there's jokes for adults too. And especially for fan, longtime fans of Trek. Uh, and so the fact that they're both airing in the same season, the new seasons, I'm very excited about. Awesome. Mike, what are you looking forward to geeking out about this year? Oh, well, currently geeking out about the new Muppets show. Muppets Mayhem is just amazing. And like everyone's saying, Strange New Worlds, I am also very much looking forward to Ahsoka. Ahsoka is just like, you know, I'm basically calling it, you know, Rebels season, whatever. So it's it looks so amazing that we're going to get that on the screen. And I'm looking forward to actually, you know, whatever geekdom comes our way, you know, there's projects coming that I don't know about yet. You know, I'm going to be excited about, you know, just geeking out about it, you know, maybe even hopefully seeing, you know, something that I'm just going to become a huge fan about. And I'd be shot if I didn't say I'm not looking forward to who the three Doctor Who specials. No, no I'm that. very excited to see Tenant back. Yeah, and, and Tenet well, back. Tenant back with Donna and with yeah, Catherine Tage. I mean, Doctor Donna. Is back. We, we we wanted Doctor Donna back the last time Tenant made her mm -hmm. made a reprise. So, did you so, see them on the Battle Awards together? Yes. Yes, yes. I did. <laughs> that, was, that, that was a wonderful moment. I saw more of Catherine Tate than I ever thought I would see before, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was very interesting. And But I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to the new Good Omens. Oh, yeah. That's coming, you know, that we're getting on Amazon. I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to end Mrs. Maisel in two weeks. And, you know, it's been a great run. But, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see. So, yeah, there's tons of stuff I'm going to be looking forward to. There might be stuff that, you know, like I said, that, you know, we're going to be talking about that we have to review. And I'll be like, oh, I didn't even expect that. So, you know, so it should be very cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, series-wise, I think Ahsoka is on my the highest on my list uh, because I'm just so uh excited uh i'm rereading uh the timothy zahn original trilogy and in 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 hopes that that ahsoka is going to really help bring that same vision of thrawn and star wars to life um and i think with dave filoni at the helm uh it's gonna just it's gonna be great and confirmed uh, to have written every episode Absolutely. I mean, yeah. this is his, yeah. this is his show. Like, I mm -hmm. mean, more so than almost any, I mean, Ahsoka is his character and this series is going to be his show. Um, seeing all those people from Rebels back. I mean, it's just, it, there's so much to look forward to in that show that uh, mm -hmm. uh, I'm just, I can't, I can't wait till August. Uh, also uh, series wise, looking forward to a new season of Justified. 
Justified is one of my favorite shows of all time. To see Timothy Oliphant back as Raylan Givens is just going to be amazing. My husband is rewatching it for like the sixth time right now. <laughs> I don't yeah, blame him. Yeah, he, he loves that show too. It is so good. Um, and movie-wise, uh, I think we, you know, we talked about it box office-wise. I, I can't help myself, despite the fact that there's all these like roadblocks or these, these road signs saying that, uh, go back, no, don't, stop, go back, uh, danger, danger. Um, I I just hope, I just really want the next Indiana Jones movie to be really, really good. Um, I, I don't, you know, I know, I know. It's, uh, but hey, the... Uh, There's not a mystery, a, a mystery kid involved, the, as the far as we know, no, so... The odd number ones are usually pretty good. So uh, I'm sticking with that, you know, the odd number one. It's an odd number film. So one, three, and five, right? Right? That's it. Let's... Uh, and then end. And, the, and he swears know. this time he's not doing another one. So uh, yeah. until they back up the truck again, but I mean, exactly. we'll see. We'll see. You know, they'll just reboot it. So you know, I mean, the franchise is going to go on. Uh, we know that. But uh, so I think those are those are the three things. And there's many, 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 many other things too that uh, I think looks good. And I'm, you know, I know that we're going to have a really fun time talking about all that stuff uh, this year on the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can't wait to share it with everybody. Cause it's, it's, that's the fun about doing this podcast is sharing, uh, what we're passionate about with other people. Well, also, you know, we're about to come upon summer and there is mm-hmm. always one show that takes, takes geekdom by storm sure. over the summer. And yeah. it's always a show. Nobody was ex- like a show that comes out of nowhere. It's not nope. one of those, like, sure. We have our our water cooler moments about, you know, the well-known properties, but there's, there's usually something nobody's ever heard of that sneaks up and then all of a sudden just explodes. So mm-hmm. I look that's, forward to seeing what that's going to be for this summer. That's going to, yeah, obviously yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, that's always cool. when something new captures everybody's uh, mm-hmm. fandom. Something unexpected too. Right. And then that's the one thing I'm going to miss about Dragon Con this year is seeing the costumes. And, you know, what everybody comes up with, and especially for stuff that's later in the summer and how quickly people come together and put these costumes together. I'm fully expecting a lot of Barbie and Ken. Sure. Oh, yes. Yes. Because I think that's something I should have brought up. I was thinking this movie was going to be silly or like just not for me when they first announced it. After seeing that trailer. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm I'm all in. I'm I'm all in. (laughs) Like. This, I I am shocked that Mattel let them do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Margot Robbie is Barbie. Issa Rae is President Barbie. Yeah, no. Like I'm, I th- I'm, I think I'm this good. is going to end up becoming like a cult classic, but yet somehow mainstream film. Uh, just by the trailers, yeah. I think it's going to yeah. blow everybody's minds. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. It's uh, it definitely looks pretty wild. So not uh, even just from the actors, but even the people who are putting it together yeah. and everything. This is just gonna be awesome. So, and there's a lot of talk around it, and that's gonna be the most exciting thing to do. And of course, folks, if we have to talk about it on the podcast, you guys will hear it first because that's what we do here. So this is gonna wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. Episode 700, folks. We have made it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who's been watching us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
We love you guys so, so much. You know, want to give a quick shout out to the folks over the years. Of course, Dan Rin, who helped start the podcast with me. And of course, William Faber, Judy Faber, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, of course, Bobby Nash, who was a co-host for quite a bit. And we also had Jennifer Hartshorn for quite a bit also as a co-host. Thank you, everybody. And let's also give a big, big shout out to Angela Pritchett and, of course, Ashley Pauls and Michelle Borg, who have been bringing us weekly segments almost the whole time we've done the show. A long time now. Yeah. For over 10 years, these folks have been doing movie reviews, music reviews, and a geek girl's take. It's been pretty darn amazing, folks, that they've been sticking with us for this time. It's kind of awesome that, you know, people have been you know, submitting stuff. We also had Dr. Scott for a while doing his moment of science for a little bit. Yep. So, you know, we had different segments over the years and just the show has evolved. The show has gone from, you know, being something that we had no idea where it was going to actually becoming an organized mess every week. It's pretty darn amazing. And Mr. Mike, I couldn't have done this without you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely. Same here. I mean, uh, yeah, you were, I'm just, uh, I just hooked up on your train and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we went rolling with it and it's been a hell of a ride. And, uh, uh, I give a shout out too to all those, all the people that, you know, there's tons of people that have been watching us here that tuned in, that commented, um, many wish us a great, uh, you know, congratulations on, on 700. We've gotten that through a lot of posts on, on social media as well. And that's awesome. Uh, it, it really, you know, I, I've met a lot of listeners, uh, of the podcast, a lot of fans of the podcast, and it never ceases to get old. It never ceases to humble me as, as, that people give us, uh, not just on the patron, give us the money, but give us time because time is even more valuable than money. And, oh, very and, and, you know, I mean, we don't do, you know, well, we didn't do for the longest time. We didn't do short episodes. So we were, we were asking people for a lot of their time. So, uh, and, and people gave it willingly and again and again, and again, and that was just, that's just really special. And, um, I thank everybody there for, for putting up with our nonsense and uh yeah get used to it because uh you know hopefully you know 700 you know we're, we're starting to get it right you know so we're practicing maybe, maybe. yeah so uh, eventually you know maybe by uh, episode 1000 maybe we might be somewhat better so you know just hang in there we're we're slowly improving um, but, uh, and for all the people who have joined us, whether you've joined us in the geek seat or joined us to be on a panel with us or joined us to be a guest on the show or whatever, thank you for coming and being part of the show. And, uh, for those people who haven't been, uh, part of the show for a while, reach out to us. Cause man, I mean, sometimes just life gets there and we just, um, you know, it's, it's good to have like other voices on the show. So, and that way we don't have to let JD out of the airlock. Exactly. So it's okay. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, uh, love to hear from, uh, from, I would love to hear from people. So. Oh, it is awesome. It is always great. And we would love to get some of the folks who've been over the years on the show back. It's just great to hear. And, you know, it's awesome to have folks like that on and everything. Um, we actually created a brand new t-shirt for this anniversary. Of course, we have the new ESO 700 t-shirt 
available up on our T Public store. Sweet. So definitely go check that out. It's you know on sale for the next couple of days for sixteen bucks. You can um, check it out. All you have to do is go to either the Earth Station One website or the ESO Network website, and there's a link to our T Public store, and it's right there on the top. And it's just your way of showing, you know, a little love to the uh, podcast. And it's always great, you know, to be able to say, hey, I wore this. It's a cool thing. So, you know, it's great to have all my friends here. And I consider everyone who listens to the show friends, family, you know, just not my mom listening anymore. So it's a good thing, as we like to say. So very I don't much. I think my mom still listened. We have 700 episodes. I don't think she's listened to one of them yet. I think my mom listened to the Yellow Submarine one, and that was about it because William was on it the first time. So it was cool. But other than that, and that was, what, 13 years ago. So there you go. So as always, let's thank, uh, of course, our guests for being here. Jen, thank you so, so much. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on. It's part of your anniversary. Well, it's our pleasure. And anything you want to shout out about? Hey, uh, uh, for those of y'all watching live, tune in again tomorrow and catch us on the Dragon Con report. <laughs> Damn straight. Damn straight. And Mr. Sherman, thank you so, so much, Channing. We appreciate you. So, thank you for having me on. And I apologize to you guys and the audience for being late. But um, yeah, congratulations on 700. And I'm glad I could be a part of it. And I promise Dude. between now and tomorrow, I will learn how to read a clock. <laughs> hey, all right. It's a good thing. Anything you want to shout out for number 700, Mr. Mike? Like I said, just uh, everybody who's uh, given us their time and, and listened to the show, watched the show, even one time. Uh, I just uh, appreciate them so much. And I appreciate being part of this. I appreciate you, Mike. Oh, as I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. Always remember, we couldn't do this here without you. If you want to support the podcast, please check out our Tee Public store, as we mentioned a couple minutes ago. Also, remember, if you want to listen to our show before the rest of the world, why not join the ESO Network Patreon? For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support us here at Earth Station One. And we've gotten a couple new people up there over the last month or so. So thank you, everybody who has been joining in. And you know what? All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO network and you too can help support the ESO network and all our shows on the network. And we actually have a new show joining up very, very soon. So we'll be breaking that news to you very, you know, in a couple of days or so. Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. And now Earth Station One is in video format, folks. You get to see these lovely faces every week. Yes, yes, we love you guys. We love you. Exactly. So definitely check out our YouTube channel if you haven't yet, and like and subscribe and like and subscribe. Uh, if you want to write us, feedback at our station one is the best way to get in touch with us. On behalf of myself, of course, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, Channing Sherman, and of course, Jen. Thank you so, so much, everybody, for joining us. We will see you here next time on the Earth Station One podcast. Thank you as always, and here's to the next 700, folks. Peace, and we are done. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. 
If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Tee Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. For over six years, the 42 cast has worked to provide panels discussing topics from every corner of the Geekosphere. Continue with us as we count down to episode 200 and try something a little different. Celebrity Guest Contributions. Yes, Emma Dumont from The Gifted is partnering with us to talk about science, movies, and so much more. You can only find this great content on The 42 Cast. It's your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.